88K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Priscilla Ng. The headlines. A leader of Beijing's top think tank here says the central government was behind the banning of pro-democracy figures from the LegCo election. The catering industry's legislator urges the government to further relax pandemic restrictions on restaurants. And the government has begun a recruitment process for the post of director of broadcasting. The vice president of Beijing's top think tank on Hong Kong has conceded that the central government was behind the mass banning of localist and pro-democracy figures from standing in the LegCo elections. Professor Lao Siu Kai said Beijing was taking matters into its own hands as Sino-U.S. relations have taken a turn for the worse. That simply reflects the uh, serious international situation between the uh, United States and China and the, the fact that the Hong Kong opposition are proceeding uh, in a very radical manner and the fact that uh, there is a collusion between external and internal hostile forces. So that prompts Beijing into doing something to prevent the uh, hostile forces from taking over Alaska and to make sure that the national security is, is safeguarded. A member of Carrie Lam's executive council has criticized her government for issuing a statement expressing its full support for the returning officers who disqualified 12 members of the pro-democracy camp from September's elections. Barrister Ronnie Tong told RTHK he questions some of the reasons put forward for barring the prospective candidates and that any arguments over such decisions should be left up to the courts to decide. If I were the government, I probably wouldn't have issued such a statement. I would uh, respect the system. All I can say is that, uh, or I would say rather, uh, is that let the system work it out. Meanwhile, the pro-democracy camp has been trying to collect nominations in different districts so backup LegCo candidates can be put forward for the polls. Today is the last day for nominations to be accepted. In several constituencies, such as Hong Kong Island, Kowloon West and East, hundreds of nominations have been collected. Each hopeful needs a hundred to submit a bid. The Civic Party says it will continue operating, even though most of its candidates have been barred from standing in the LegCo polls. They said the decision deprives voters of the right to choose who represents them in LegCo. Four of the 12 banned from running are Civic Party members Dennis Kwok, Elvin Young, Kwokaki and Ted Cheng. Elvin Young, who's the party leader, said the government's stance that Hong Kong is still an international city is unconvincing. I quote my chairman, Alan Leung, as he said in the press conference yesterday, we are probably barred from the Legislative Council, but we are still a member of the civil society. Um, I trust a political party is not only defined by your seat at LegCo, uh, and not to say we, not to mention we have over 30 district councillors. Uh, there are still platforms for us. The other opposition figures barred from running are activists Joshua Wong and Lester Shum, Kenneth Long from the Professional Commons, Civic Passions Chen Kem Moon, localist Ventus Lau and Fergus Long, District Councillor Tiffany Yun and former journalist Gwyneth Ho. And the pro-democracy camp says if the government postpones the LegCo election in September, it's no different than subverting the state and creating a constitutional crisis. Sources say the plan is to defer the polls for a year because there's a need to focus on battling the coronavirus. But 22 lawmakers from the camp say the law only allows for a delay of two weeks and that a LegCo term must be four years. The catering industry's legislator, Tommy Zheng, is urging the government to further relax pandemic restrictions on restaurants to allow them to take in-dinner customers. 
Following yesterday's U-turn by the administration, restaurants are now allowed to serve customers during the day again. But the number of people at each table is limited to two, and restaurants can only be half full. Mr. Zheng, who's also a member of Exco and chairs the Liberal Party, told RTHK that's not enough for them to survive. Even if you open back up the lunch business and the morning uh, breakfast business, we're going to see only 20%, 25% of our business. Uh, that won't be enough to cover rent, let alone salary, let alone utilities, and also the food cost. Mm. So basically, we need the government to open up the night business too. Uh, they could slowly open it up to like two, again, same as lunch. A 82-year-old woman has died after being infected with the coronavirus. She's Hong Kong's 26th COVID-19 fatality. The woman was admitted to Tun Moon Hospital on Sunday after developing a fever. She had been living at the Cornwall Elderly Home in Tun Moon, where more than 30 staff and residents have come down with the disease. One of the medical experts helping to set up the 500-bed pandemic hospital in Asia World Expo admits it could be filled up in a week or two. But Professor Ivan Hung, an assistant dean of medicine at the University of Hong Kong, told RTHK the facility can be quickly expanded. Currently we're doing two things. First of all, we are uh, in the hospital situation is, is improving. Uh, we are able to, with uh, the patient now turning negative in the uh, viral test, and also that they are developing, or they have to be uh, now developing antibody, they will be discharged uh, as soon as possible to, to vacant the beds uh, for, for further patients who have not received care yet. Uh, and, and the other thing, of course, is that we are using the Asia World Expo to, to triage our patients so that we're doing things in both fronts, uh, as well as sending patients to the, to the CIF, to the camp. So, uh, hopefully, by this kind of measures, we are able to to clear uh, or, and to send all the patients to either for triage or to the hospitals. Nevertheless, with this kind of rate, if every day we're having more, more than 100 confirmed cases for more than like you know two weeks, then perhaps the Asia Expo bed will also be uh, be fully occupied. We're also now preparing for if the situation got worse, then we will have further that's available, so-called uh, in, in, in other uh, sites in the HOA Expos uh, with similar uh, bets that we can offer perhaps another three, 400 bets. The Hong Kong Red Cross says a member of staff has tested positive for COVID-19. Its headquarters are now closed for disinfection, but the blood donor center on the sixth floor remains open. Hong Kong Red Cross head Dr. Li Chekuang has told RTHK that there are only three to four days of stocks left at local blood banks. He urged people to continue to donate blood. The government has begun a recruitment process for the post of Director of Broadcasting, who heads RTHK. Robert Camp has more. In a statement, the administration said recruitment advertisements have been published in newspapers and posted on the government website. Recruitment essentially means the current RTHK chief, Leung Ka Wing, will leave the position when his three-year contract expires in August next year. The public broadcaster is currently the subject of a government-led management review following a series of controversies over its programmes, which have come under fire for allegedly being biased and anti-police. Overseas now and President Trump has again cast doubt on November's election 
hours after his suggestion the vote would be delayed was rejected by both Democrats and Republicans. Speaking at the White House, Mr. Trump repeated his claim that the widespread use of postal votes because of the coronavirus could lead to massive fraud. He said he didn't want a delay, but he also didn't want to see what he called a crooked election or have to wait weeks for the result. The Anthony Searcher explains why lawmakers in Mr. Trump's own party have distanced themselves from his remarks. They're on the ballot too in November, and the last thing they want is for Donald Trump to either talk about moving the election or make his base think that the election might move, because that just introduces more uncertainty, more chaos into their own re-election campaigns. Besides the fact that it would take a, an act of Congress to change the election date, putting them on the spot to vote one way or another, and they want to get as far away from this as possible as they can. They're talking about, well, it was a joke he's saying this, or he's just raising the question. That's kind of the response you hear often from Donald. Donald Trump's Republican allies whenever Donald Trump tweets something that is so controversial that they have to find a way of explaining it. Democrat Matthew Dunlap is the Secretary of State for Maine. He's responsible for organizing and overseeing elections there. He says he's not seen any, any evidence of voter fraud in an election. We have a very strong chain of custody of our ballots, and we have a really good idea of what happens to a ballot from the time it leaves a printing press to when it's sealed in a tamper-proof container after the conclusion of the election. So there's really nothing to base those claims in at all. Shares in Amazon, Apple, Facebook and Google's parent company, Alphabet, have risen in extended trading after the four technology giants posted positive results all on the same day for the first time. Amazon's results showed the biggest profits in its history, while Apple saw revenues increase across all its businesses. Shares in America's biggest tech firms have hit all-time highs in recent months. U.S. Congress grilled the bosses of the four companies on Wednesday over their market dominance. The United Nations Secretary General, Antonio Gutierrez, has said any treatment or vaccine for the coronavirus should not be hoarded by one country to shield its population alone. The BBC's Alison Roberts reports from Lisbon. Mr. Guterres, a former Prime Minister of Portugal, told journalists during a visit to the country that any treatment or vaccine for COVID-19 should be a global public good, saying what's needed is a people's vaccine. The Secretary-General denounced what he called widespread vaccine nationalism, with individual countries devoting resources to an effort to shield their own populations from the disease. They forget, he argued, that if an affordable vaccine is not available everywhere, in the end, no one is safe and he appealed for international solidarity to defeat such nationalism. The Philippine president, Rodrigo Duterte, has said China has promised to give his country priority when a coronavirus vaccine becomes available. In a televised address calling for more endurance, Mr. Duterte promised to distribute free vaccines when possible, first to the poor, then to the middle classes. A senior official said the Philippines intended to buy enough vaccine for 20 million people. And a short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,759. That's 49 points up on the previous close. Turnover is $64 billion. Currencies and the euro is trading at 1 U.S. dollar and 18 cents. The U.S. dollar is trading at 104.27 yen. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 17 cents. Sports now, and here's Adam Zheng. We start with football news. A consortium led by Saudi Arabia's public investment fund has withdrawn its bid to buy the English club Newcastle United. 
documents relating to a 390 million U.S. dollar takeover have been registered with the Premier League four months ago. It's understood that the Saudi Arabian investors ran out of patience waiting for approval. The BBC's Ian Dennis reports. 16 weeks of waiting, 16 weeks of hoping. This news will be extremely disappointing for Newcastle United supporters. This was the closest that Mike Ashley had come to selling the club as they waited for Premier League approval to the £300 million deal. The Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund say with deep sadness they've pulled out. Ran out of patience perhaps, but what about the Premier League, who was said to be still seeking clarification of the links with the Saudi state? While we have an answer, many questions remain. Well, after months of hard work and after such a prolonged period, the decision to walk away now. A club no longer in limbo, but fans will feel maybe left in the lurch. Human rights activists campaign against the takeover, citing Saudi Arabia's human rights record. Tor Helveson is from the Human Rights Foundation. They know that the more they own culture, entertainment, media properties abroad, the more power and influence they will have in tempering and silencing any criticism of their human rights violations. The championship playoff final will be an all-London matchup. Fulham lost the second leg of their semi-final 2-1 against Cardiff but progressed 3-2 on aggregate. That means Fulham will take on neighbours Brentford for a place in the Premier League next season. Their one-game showdown is set for next Tuesday at Wembley. Defending champion Brooks Koepka matched his career best with an 8 under par 62 on day one of the World Golf Championship event in Memphis. A week after missing the cut in Minnesota, Koepka scored nine birdies and a bogey on a windy opening day. He leads Ricky Fowler by one shot. The NBA season has resumed with wins for the Lakers and the Jazz. All games are being played at the Disney World Resort in Orlando. The 22 teams competing each have eight seeding games to determine playoff matchups. The top two in the Western Conference squared off as the Lakers beat the Clippers 103-101. to Anthony Davis scored 34 points for the Lakers. LeBron James added 16 points and 11 rebounds. Earlier, the Jazz needed a fourth-quarter comeback to beat the Pelicans 106-104. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. A leader of Beijing's top think tank here says the central government was behind the banning of pro-democracy figures from the LegCo election. The catering industry's lawmaker urges the government to further relax pandemic restrictions on restaurants and the government has begun a recruitment process for the post of director of broadcasting. And that wraps up the news from RTHK. How should we prepare before going hiking? Here's some advice from the Agriculture, Fisheries and Conservation Department. Put on suitable clothes and footwear for hiking. Pay attention to changes in the weather and your physical condition. Carry enough drinking water and protect yourself against the sun. Plan ahead for your route and don't hike alone. Use managed and maintained trails and stay away from dangerous locations like cliffs and mountain streams. Then you can enjoy a safe hike. Plan well, hike safely. Enjoy nature's beauty. Hi, I'm Lazy Lion. To fight this pandemic, don't hold gatherings or join large-scale activities. Event organizers should adopt contingency measures to postpone or cancel events or temporarily close facilities. The public should avoid crowded places as far as possible. Don't host or join gatherings with family and friends. 
Find an open space to stretch. Social distancing can help prevent the spread of COVID-19. These are the tips for you and me to prevent COVID-19. Playing it cool But when I'm looking at you I can't ever be brave Cause you make my heart race Shot me out of the sky You're my kryptonite You keep making me weak Yeah, frozen Welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Friday afternoon. Friday the 31st of July is today's date. 
First of all, many thanks to Phil for this morning's Morning Brew. And uh, since it's Friday,